This sermon is titled Faith is the Evidence. Be enriched as you listen. I just want to read a testimony that came in this past Thursday. Um, this, uh, this lady writes, she says, I would like to share my experience of healing uh, which the Lord our Savior has given me. So she indicates that she had a skin problem known as eczema from her childhood. In September of last year, the problem aggravated and uh, she had to start another course of treatment and things were very challenging. She was really upset. There was a lot of anxiety and fear and she was always wondering what will happen next. Uh, some days were okay. Some days things seemed to be fine, but some other, other days were worse. Um, this led her to being sad and faced a lot of uh, humiliation as people were asking her you know, about her skin condition. In November of last year, uh, she heard the testimony of another person here in church who shared with her, uh, who had a similar condition, and she shared about God's healing, and she inspired her to read the healing scriptures as though they would be medicine for her. And she also encouraged her to pray to the Lord. So she continues to write. She says, I continue to seek his presence each time. I was down and praising his name uh, for the good as well as the bad. And then she says, today I can say I am healed. And God has touched me physically, emotionally, and mentally. My skin feels much better and it's God's work. Each day I give glory and thanks to the Lord for this experience that has brought me closer to Him. And she mentions that she's been here attending APC for the last two years. Amen. Let's just thank the Lord. Thank God for that testimony of healing. And uh, what's encouraging is somebody in church encouraged her just to believe God's Word. Somebody just encouraged her, just believe the healing scriptures. Take it like medicine. And she did that and she experienced healing. The last several Sundays we've been on the theme of faith and today is Supernatural Sunday where we take time just to uh, intentionally pray, uh, pray for healing, pray for miracles and uh, I will stay, we will stay on that same theme of building strong faith uh, and also just share a message that will encourage us uh, to reach out and believe God for miracles. I want to talk to us about uh, the sermon title today is Faith is the evidence. So just tell your neighbor, faith is the evidence. Okay, tell your neighbor on the other side, if you have somebody sitting on the other side, faith is the evidence. Let's read Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, please. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. This is the Bible definition of faith. Very simple verse. Let's read it out loud together, please. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Let's read it one more time so that it sinks in. Let's read, let's read it one more time, please. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I want us to also look at it from the Amplified Bible Classic Edition. So it's the older version of the Amplified. It renders Hebrews 11 verse 1 like this. It says, Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed, of things we hope for, 
being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Now, in the New Testament, the word faith and the word believe come from the same root words, just that faith is a noun, believe is a verb. So we could say that believing is the act of having faith. So what is believing? It's you're having faith. So they can be used interchangeably. To believe simply means have faith. Now, we're going to spend some time on Hebrews 11 verse 1. Now we understand that Sometimes the Greek word, when it's translated, we don't have an equivalent English word, a word in English that captures everything that the word in the Greek means. So let's examine Hebrews 11, 1 a little bit so that we understand what this Bible definition of faith, what is faith? Hebrews 11, 1, the word substance, faith is the substance of things hoped for. That word substance actually has three different meanings. The word substance talks about groundwork or foundation. So we have a foundation for this building. Faith is the foundation. It's the groundwork of things you hope for. The word substance also means reality, giving reality. So faith is the reality, the substance, the essence, giving substance to things we hope for. The word substance also means title deed, proof of ownership. It has all these meanings in, that, in the Greek word for substance. Title deed, proof of ownership. And there's the other word which is translated faith is the Conviction, the proof, the evidence of things not seen. So here are several statements we can make based on Hebrews 11.1. 1. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. So the first statement we can make is this. We must have things hoped for in order to have faith. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for, of things expected, things you're anticipating, things you're desiring, things you're dreaming of, things you're, you know, that's part of your vision. Some people say, ah, oh, I don't have anything hope. Ah, oh, whatever happens, happens. You really can't have faith because faith is the substance of things hoped for. You've got to have some things hoped for. You've got to have some expectation. Something you're anticipating, desiring, expecting. Then faith comes in. So hope precedes faith. You've got to hope for something. Something you dream about. Then faith comes into play. 
So don't be hopeless, without hope, without a dream, without an anticipation, expectation. Have some dreams for yourself, for your life. We'll come to that a little later. Let the Word of God inspire the things you hope for, things you're dreaming about, expecting. So you need to have some things hoped for. So tell your neighbor, you need to have some things you hope for, <laughs> things you're longing for, you're expecting, you're anticipating. So now faith comes in. And we can make these statements about faith based on what we see in the Greek. So faith is the groundwork. It's the foundation of things hoped for. It's the foundation of your expectation. It's the mainstay. It's the groundwork. So you have an expectation. When faith comes in, it solidifies your expectation. It becomes the foundation. Nothing can shake it because you've got faith. As the groundwork. Are you understanding? So you have things hoped for. Faith becomes the groundwork. It becomes the foundation of your expectation. Things around can change. Circumstances can change. What people say can change. But you're unshaken. Why? Because you got faith as the groundwork. It's the foundation of what you're expecting to happen. So now that thing that you're hoping for is not just fantasy. It's not just some wild imagination. You've got faith that becomes the groundwork of things you're hoping for. And this faith then gives substance. It gives reality to the things you're hoping for. It takes these things that you're just dreaming about, that you're hoping for, from the realm of imagination, from the realm of expectation, and brings it into manifestation. So faith is what makes that transition. Takes that expectation from the realm of hope to the realm of reality. It gives substance to it. So you understand why faith is so important. Because faith gives substance to the things you're hoping for. Are you with me so far? It's that when you have faith, you can take these things from the realm of, oh, I hope it's going to happen. I am expecting, I'm anticipating, but now faith is just creating it. It's bringing it into this realm. You can put it like this. Faith is the hand that reaches out to God and receives what God is giving. So God is giving it to us in the spiritual realm. Faith is the hand that takes it and receives it and brings it in here. And the third the next statement, the fourth statement we can make from Hebrews 11.1 1 is this, that faith is the title deed. It's the proof of ownership of the things you're hoping for. So when you buy something, especially a property or a vehicle, something big, you get a title deed, a piece of paper that says John Doe owns this car. <laughs> you know, it's your own, You own it. Now, you're not going to wake up next morning and ask your wife, did we really buy the car? Right, knock you on the head and say, go look at the title deed. It's there, your name is on it. You've got the proof of ownership. You know, questions. Faith is your proof of ownership. It's your title deed. That you actually own this thing. That you're anticipating, you're hoping, you're dreaming about, you're envisioning. Faith is the title deed of things hoped for. 
tells you you own it. You're the owner. You've got it. So, but I don't feel it. That's okay. This is faith. And the next statement we can make about faith from Hebrews 11.1, 1, faith is the evidence of things not seen. Or the Amplified Bible puts it like this, faith perceives as a real fact what is not revealed to the senses. The senses say, I, I can't feel it. I can't, I think it's, it's not tangible. But faith says it's there. Because faith is the evidence. It's the conviction of unseen realities. So this is not virtual reality. It's not augmented reality. It's spiritual reality. Faith sees as a real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Are you understanding? And this is the kind of faith we're called to live by. Says the Bible says we walk by faith. This is the Bible faith. Your faith, and let's go over it again. There are things that are hoped for. There's the, the hope, hope that you have, it's the, the forerunner. It's hope is what will pull that faith out of you. If you don't have something to hope for, then it's so hard to have faith. So have something that you're hoping for. Dream about it. Maybe a hope to be healed, a hope to see a change in your financial situation, a hope to see change in your family, your marriage, your relationship, in your home, in the lives of your children, in your future. There's a hope, there's an expectation. And God's given us an imagination. The imagination can propel us into a future that's not yet there. So use it. In your imagination, the canvas of your imagination, Paint the picture of what you are hoping for. See it in your mind's eye. Things hoped for. And faith now becomes the foundation. It becomes that anchor, the groundwork of what you're hoping for. Because you've got faith there. And then faith begins to give reality, give substance to it. It brings it out of the realm of hope into the realm of reality. And then faith is your proof of ownership. You say, I got it already. I have it. And it's the evidence. Even when it's not tangible to your physical senses. And that's the kind of faith we are walking by. We walk by faith. Not by sight. Amen? Now this faith... It's not some mind games that we are playing. It's not some mental gymnastics. It's not there, no, it's there. Maybe it's there, maybe it's not. No, 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 you're not playing mind games. Faith is of the heart. Reason is of the mind. And this faith that we have in our hearts is based on who God is and what He has spoken. So faith is not baseless. Faith is not a leap in the dark. Faith is not blind. Faith is firmly rooted in who God is and in His Word. Are you with me? So faith is not a flight of fantasy. I'm just going somewhere. No. 
It's established in the very nature of God and it is established in the very word of God because God has spoken, I can have this in my heart. Romans 10, 17, we all know that. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Meaning faith is birthed by the word of God. So I want to challenge you and me. Let the word of God inspire the things that you're hoping for. And let the word of God inspire faith. Let God's word inspire hope and inspire faith. That means let what you see when you read something in the Bible, begin to see that as a reality for your own life. See that that's what your life is going to be. God didn't put it in the Bible just for fun. It's for it to be a reality for you and me. When God said, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. He doesn't stand in the way of sinners. He doesn't sit on the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. And he will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. His leaf will not wither, whatever he, he will bring forth his fruit in its season. His leaf will not wither, and whatever he does will prosper. You say, God, that's me. That's me, God. I'm like that tree. So now you begin to paint a picture of yourself. Seeing yourself like the tree planted by rivers of water. You're being fruitful. You're bring, your leaves are green. You're evergreen. And you, whatever you do will prosper. Make that your expectation. Not that some things will prosper. Some, no, 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 no. God said, whatever you do will prosper. Say, God, lead me. Because that's in your word. That's what I'm going to make the thing that I hope for. The word of God inspires your hope. Otherwise, what's the point of it being in the Bible? Other than us coloring it. And <laughs> no, no, no. The reason it's in the Bible is because God wants it to be a reality in your life and mine. But we need to hope in line with the Word of God. Things hoped for. Have some expectation. When God said that my people will live in peaceful homes, in secure dwellings, in quiet resting places, then you begin to paint an imagination in your mind. So that's the way my home's going to be. Because he said in his word, my people will live in a peaceful home, in a secure dwelling, in a quiet resting place. What characterizes the Christian home is there is peace, there is security, and there is quietness and assurance. So that's what I want in my home. When God said the voice of rejoicing and salvation will be in the house of the righteous, you say, God, that's what I want. The voice of rejoicing and salvation in my home. Not the voice of strife and complaining and grumbling and fighting. And sometimes vessels making noise. No. The voice of rejoicing and salvation. That's what God said. Are you listening? So have those things hoped for. Make that your expectation. You read the news. All bad news. Don't make that your expectation. Read the Bible. Make the Bible your expectation. Amen? And then faith comes in. 
again inspired with the word of God. Say, God, because you said, I believe it. Amen? Now, one more thing, one more aspect about Bible faith is this, that faith believes we must believe before seeing. Faith believes before it sees. In the world, seeing is believing. But nowadays, we got so used to, you know, Amazon and you can buy things without seeing, just believe. And hope that what's delivered is as was stated. So we do have a lot of faith these days, right? You know, online shopping. You can buy clothes, cosmetics, all kinds of things online. Anyway, in the scriptures... Faith believes before it sees. And so we come to this place of being convinced in our hearts. Our hearts are settled about the matter even before it becomes tangible. In Mark chapter 11, verses 23 and 24, Jesus put it for us like this. He said in Mark 11, 23, 24. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes or has faith, that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Verse 24. Therefore I say to you, whatever things, so remember, things hoped for, same thing here. Whatever things you ask when you pray, Believe or have faith that you receive them and you will have them. So what did Jesus tell us to do? Believe, have faith, that you have received them. And then you will have them. So really when we pray, we need to come to this place where you say, God, it's settled in my heart. I believe that I have received. So how can you say you believe that you have received? Because faith is the title deeds. Faith is a proof of ownership. Faith is the evidence. So you believe that you have received. Because God said it. And if God said it, that settles it in my heart. It will be done. Are you listening? So that's the kind of faith Jesus taught us to have. He said, when you pray, when you pray, you're asking God for the things you're hoping for. Have faith that you've received. Faith is your proof of ownership. Faith is your title deed. Lord, it is done. It is settled. So, but I don't see it. I don't feel it. I, don't, I can't touch it. It's not tangible yet. Yes, that is true. But faith perceives as a real fact what is not revealed to the senses. We read it in Hebrews 11.1, 1, Amplified Version. Faith perceives as a real fact what is not revealed to the senses. And the basis for that 
is God said. God said. So it settles it. Are you with me? So example. Maybe right now, some of us could be in a situation, but life is not that great. Let's say maybe uh, you're working for a company where you know, you've been in the same place for the last five years. It's stuck. No raise, no change of job. I mean, it's the same work you've been doing. You're staying there because I just have to be here. and I need the salary. And Lord, you know, what next? I'm not being fruitful. I'm not going anywhere. What do you do? First, paint an expectation. Things hoped for. Got to have something, have an anticipation expectation. Are you with me? You can do it with your imagination. Based on His Word. His Word says, you will be like a tree. Going back to the same verse, Psalm 1 verse 3. You will be like a tree planted by rivers of water. You'll bring forth your fruit in its season. Your leaf will not wither. Whatever you do will prosper. The Bible says, Psalm 115, verse 13. The Lord will increase you more and more. You and your children. Say, God, five years, I've not seen any increase. But it's there in the Bible. The Lord will increase you more and more. You and your children. It's going to increase you. So there. She said, God, I haven't seen an increase. I want to see some increase. I want to see some growth. The blessing of the Lord. Proverbs 10, verse 22. The blessing of the Lord. It makes one rich. And he adds no sorrow with it. I mean, God's blessing is going to enrich your life. So God, I've got to see some enriching happening here. So you first paint a picture. You have some things hoped for. And then let faith come. Let faith come. Say, God, I'm expecting things to happen. And because you said it in your word, I believe it. I settle it in my heart. It could be something else. Maybe it's healing for your body, healing for your mind. Maybe it's a situation that you see that you want to see changed. Same thing. Based on God's word, based on the promises of God, all the promises of God in Him are yes, and in Him, amen. It's based on the promise of God. Let hope arise and let faith arise. I want, to look, I want us to look at three quick examples. The first example is the centurion. This man, Matthew chapter 8, he comes to Jesus. He's got his servant sick at home. And he says, Lord, and so he's, he's a Roman, so Roman centurion, a soldier, an army man. And he's been hearing of all these miracles that Jesus has been doing. So, you know, he says, okay, look, my servant is sick. Nobody can help him. Let me go try Jesus. All right? I'm not I'm saying go try. Let me go to Jesus. So he comes to Jesus. And he says, Lord, my servant is sick at home. Now Jesus offers to go to his house. Jesus says, I'll come and heal him. And what's his response? He says, Lord. You don't need to come. You don't need to come. Just speak 
the word and my servant will be healed. Just speak the word. Everybody say this with me. Just speak the word. Imagine a Roman. He didn't go to APC Bible College. <laughs> he learned it. I don't know. He just said, Lord, just speak the word. And my servant will be healed. What did Jesus say? I have not seen such great faith. I've not seen such great faith. Just speak the word. Just say it. That's enough. I've not seen such great faith. And then Jesus tells him, Matthew 8 verse 13, Jesus tells this man, go your way. As you have believed. In other words, he didn't say, as you're trying to believe, as you're going to believe. He said, as you have believed. In other words, I can see that this matter is already settled in your heart. You're not trying to believe. You have believed. You're not going to believe. You have believed. Meaning this matter is settled. It's settled in your heart that if I speak the word, it's done. So as you have believed, let it be done. Just speak the word. Just speak the word. Has God spoken? Has God spoken? Yes or no? Yeah. It's right here. It's in the Bible. He's spoken about almost he's spoken about every area of our lives. He's already spoken. God has spoken. And the centurion said, Lord, just speak the word. Just speak the word. My servant will be healed. God has already spoken about you. He's already spoken about your future. What eyes have not seen, what ears have not heard, what man has not imagined, such things he's prepared for you because you love him. He's already spoken. What's your response? As you have believed, let it be done. So you and I, by faith, settle it in our hearts that what God has spoken, it will be done. Another example, John chapter 4. Very similar to the previous. This noble man comes to Jesus. He has his son who is sick at home. And he comes to Jesus, John chapter 4. And he says, verse 49, 50. He says, sir, come down before my child dies. Now Jesus responds differently here. He tells him, go your way, your son lives. He says, go home, your son lives. Next few words are so powerful. It says, let's read it out together. And the man believed the words. What did he do? The man believed the words. He says, Lord, my, my son is sick. Jesus says, go your way, your son lives. The man believed the word. And he went his way. And he had the good news. Your son's well. Your son lives. 
The man believed the word. Will you and I believe the word? God has already spoken. Believe the word. The man believed the word. And he went his way. The last example is that of Abraham. I know we talk about Abraham a lot. Because the Bible tells us he's a father of faith. We have to follow the steps of the faith of Abraham. So we keep coming back to that. He's our role model. He's our example. He's our pattern. So Romans chapter 4 verses 17 to 21. Verse 17. As it is written. I have made you a father of many nations. In the presence of him whom he believed, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. When God spoke to Abraham, he said, Abraham, I have made you a father of many nations. In other words, as far as God is concerned, it's done. I have blessed you. I have delivered you. I have redeemed you. God's word is written in past tense about you and me. You read it. Ephesians 1.3 Thanks be to God who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Colossians 1.13.14 God has delivered us from the powers of darkness and He has translated us. 1 Peter 2.24 By whose stripes you were healed. Did he notice the past tense of God's word? Now it's God saying, Calm Hogia. The work is done. Finished. I've already done it for you. Abraham, I have made you a father. And Abraham didn't have one child yet. And God says, I've made you. God's word is in past tense. I have blessed you. I have delivered you. I have healed you. The work was done on the cross. It's already finished. Are you listening? So you and I are not trying to get God to do something. He's finished the work. And we are saying, God, now I'm receiving it. In time. I'm here today. I have a need. But I'm receiving it by faith. The work's already done. The word is in past tense. So Abraham, he was given this promise. I have made you the father. And he realized, you know, my God is a God who gives life to the dead. In other words, right now, everything seems dead. But God gives life to the dead. So what are you looking at? It may seem dead. It may seem lifeless, hopeless. But the God who promised is the same God who gives life to what is dead. And he calls things that don't exist. He brings them into being. You say, but I've never experienced, you know, anything good in my life. God brings that into being. He brings it into existence. So what did Abraham do? The next verse. Verse 18. Who contrary to hope, in hope... Believed. So he had hope and he had faith. In hope, he believed. Even though there was no reason for hope. Hope came alive 
and faith came along with it. There was no reason for hope, but in hope, he believed. He had things hoped for, and his faith came in. So that he became the father of many nations, according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. According to what was spoken. So what inspired that hope? What inspired his faith? God had spoken. So when you read the Bible, God is speaking. Let His Word inspire hope and faith in our hearts. Are you listening? And verse 19, And being not weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. So he had to overlook those immediate circumstances. Not denying it, but recognizing that there's something superior to it. Recognizing God's word. Recognizing God gives life to the dead. Recognizing that God can bring something into existence. Yes, my present reality tells me it cannot be so. But I have got a word from God that's different from my present reality. And I believe that God's word will be fulfilled. Are you listening? Okay, are you awake this morning? Amen? So he, he didn't let the present reality dictate his faith. His faith was based on what God had said. Not being weak in faith, he considered not his own body already dead when he was about 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. Verse 20, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Giving glory to God. So in that moment, as he was making his journey of faith, he came to a place where he was giving glory to God, praising God, worshiping God, saying, God, I thank you. Your word is true. Giving glory to God. He didn't waver. He didn't stumble. He didn't stagger at the promise of God. Verse 21, and being fully convinced that what God had promised, he was able also to perform. Worship team, please come. So he came to a place of being fully convinced. He came to this place where his faith was the evidence, where his faith was a proof of ownership, where his faith became that solid foundation, that groundwork, that, that it, his faith began to give reality, give substance to what he was hoping for. He came to this place where his faith became the evidence. Fully convinced that what God had promised, he will perform. So people may laugh at him, Grandpa Abraham, or when are you going to be Grandpa? <laughs> when is that child of yours coming? He's fully convinced. It will happen. God has spoken. Fully persuaded. It's settled inside. So this morning, I want you to understand Bible faith. This is Bible faith. This is the kind of faith we're supposed to walk by. This is the kind of faith we're supposed to live by. But this kind of faith is uncommon. Because Jesus said in Luke 16, He said, you know, when the Son of Man comes, will He find this kind of faith on the earth? Will He find this? Implying that it's going to be rare. 
It's going to be uncommon, but I urge you, you be that uncommon person who's got this uncommon faith. It may not be common, but you be the one who has this kind of faith in God. I'll have this faith. I'll believe God. My faith, I, I first of all have things hoped for. I'm anticipating. If you're hurting in your body, don't give up. Have an expectation that your body will be healed. Your mind will be healed. Have an expectation for your circumstance, the situation to change. Have things hoped for. And let the word of God inspire that because God is our healer. God is our provider. God is the one who said he'll do these things. Let the word of God inspire that hope. You're not just fantasizing. You're basing it on the promise of God. And then let faith become that foundation for your hope. Let faith become that title deed, that proof of ownership. Let faith be the evidence that you've received it. You settle it in your heart. God, it's done. I believe it's mine. There may be questions in your mind, but remember, faith is of the heart. You cannot explain it in your mind how things are going to change. God is not telling you and me to figure it out. So don't worry. Your mind can have unanswered questions. We're not going to figure it out. So faith is not about figuring it out. Faith is about having, of believing that what He promised, He will do. So yes, I can't figure it out. I don't have a logical way to tell you this is how it's going to happen. But that's okay. My faith is the title deed. My faith is the evidence. My faith is a proof of ownership. It's going to happen. Amen? Let's rise to our feet, please. Just to remind us, faith is the evidence, the title deed. Faith is the evidence of our salvation. Faith is the evidence of our redemption. Faith is the evidence of our healing. It's the evidence of our wholeness. It's the evidence of our victory. Faith is the evidence that our family is blessed, that our finances are blessed, that our future is blessed, that our ministry is blessed. Faith is the evidence. It's in your heart. And you live with that kind of faith inside you. No matter how things are around you, your heart is settled. It's fully persuaded. Amen. We're going to take some time just to worship. And then we're going to pray and say, God, I come to that place where I'm fully persuaded that what you have spoken concerning me is done. If it's healing, you say, God, you said in your word, by the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. Past tense. Job is done. If it's freedom from something, say, God, I have been delivered from the powers of darkness. It's not I'm going to be. I have been. And I'm stepping into the reality of my deliverance, of my freedom. You have blessed me with every spiritual blessing. My home, my family, my children, my future finances all blessed because God said it already in His Word. And as we pray, I want you to expect 
God to do the work in your life and mine. He will do it. Expect the manifestation. Expect faith to bring it from a realm of hope into a realm of reality. of the Savior with the heart of the Father you're all we need you are here in your hand with the hands of the healer with the power of your spirit you're all we At the mention of your name, every chain will break. I know everything will change. Jesus, just a whisper of your name will silence winds and waves at the mention of
thank you. As you're standing here this morning, I want to encourage all of us to have this simple Bible faith that you settle in your hearts. Like the centurion, Lord, you've spoken the words, and that's enough for me. That's enough. You've spoken the word concerning my need, concerning my situation, concerning my future, concerning my life. You have spoken the word. That's enough. Speak the word only and my servant will be healed. Speak the word, Lord. God has spoken. Now settle in our hearts. Let's settle in our hearts. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just come into agreement with each one of your precious people here and those online watching. Whatever it is, the need in our lives, the circumstance, the situation that we are believing you for. God, this morning, as, as we're standing here, we settle it in our hearts. My heavenly Father has already given me his word. He has already spoken concerning my situation, concerning my circumstance, concerning my life, concerning me. He has already spoken. And I let his word settle the matter. And Lord, today in the name of Jesus, let everything of the natural align up to what you have spoken. Let things in our circumstances align up to what you have spoken. We pray for people who need healing in their bodies, in their minds, in their emotions. We speak your word, Father, that by your stripes, by the stripes of Jesus, we were healed. It is done. And so in the name of Jesus, on the basis of the finished work of Christ on the cross, on the basis of God's written word, I speak against sickness and disease and torment and oppression, against infirmity, against spirits causing infirmity. I command those things to leave in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, let there be healing to every sickness, every disease. Because by His stripes, we were healed. Let there be healing. Let there be wholeness in our bodies, in our minds. And Lord, we speak over situations and circumstances where there needs to be fruit. Let fruitfulness come. Because God said, you will bring forth your fruit in its season. Your leaf will not wither. Whatever you do will prosper. So let there be fruitfulness, blessing and increase in our lives according to God's words. We speak into our homes, our families, 
And we declare the voice of rejoicing, of salvation, of well-being. In our homes, in our families. The righteousness, peace, and the joy that comes from His kingdom may fill our homes, our families, marriages. Father, we also declare promotion for people in the workplace. Because your word says that promotion doesn't come from the east or from the west, but it is the Lord who raises up one. So God, let doors be opened for promotion, for increase, for growth in the lives of your people. Even according to your word, according to what you've spoken. So let it happen. Let it happen. Let the favor of God open unusual doors. Let the favor of God cause unusual opportunities to come to you. Because you are blessed by the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. We thank you. Thank you, Father. And Lord, even as we position ourselves with faith in our hearts, thank you that you fulfill your words. You make it good. You make it real. Thank you. Before we close this morning, I want to take a moment just to give an invitation for anyone here who may not have received Jesus Christ into their lives. Maybe your friend invited you, maybe you're watching online, maybe you just happened to come to church today. The Bible tells us that each one of us need to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ personally in order to be saved, in order to experience God's work in our lives. We need to personally believe. And one of the ways we express that is by saying, Lord Jesus, come into my life. The Bible says, as many, everyone who received him, to them he gives the power to become the children of God. So if you say, Lord Jesus, come into my life, save me, make me a child of God, he will do that for you. And if you've never prayed that prayer, if you've never received Jesus into your life, never asked him to make you God's child, then I want to lead us in a simple prayer. And if you've never done that before, I want to invite you to do that with me this morning. It's your decision, and I'd encourage you to do that. So if you've never done this before, you can just pray this simple prayer with me. Just say this with me if you want to. Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my life. Forgive my sins. Make me a child of God. Make me a new person. And help me follow you. And you alone. The rest of my life. And I pray this in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. 
If you prayed this prayer with me for the very first time, you've never prayed this before, you prayed this prayer with me for the very first time here this morning, we want to celebrate with you. The Bible tells us there's great rejoicing in heaven, even over one person who turns to God. And so we want to rejoice with you. We want to celebrate with you. We also want you to want to give you a gift back, which has some resources that you can take back with you. So if you pray this prayer with me for the very first time, would you raise your hand? Just wave it at me. I want to see your hand. Anyone here this morning, you prayed this prayer with me for the very first time in your life. Just raise your hand. Wave it at me. Anyone here this morning? You prayed this prayer with me for the very first time. Anyone? Okay. I don't see any hand. That's okay. So in case you did, before you leave, on your way out, just meet with one of our ushers here. They are holding this brown bag, which has some uh, the free resources. Make sure you tell them, I prayed that prayer. I was a little shy to raise my hand. But just tell them, you pray the prayer. Just write your name on that card and name a number on that card. And they'll give this back to you so you can take these resources with you. And the number that you give to us, somebody will call you and tell you how to use the resources in the back. We're going to close. We're going to pray and dismiss. Those of you who've been visiting with us for the, the recent months, please remember to stay back. We have a VIP banquet right after this service. Please be seated somewhere up in front. We'll have a little presentation. Our pastors will all be here. Uh, they'll share some things with you about the church, and then we'll have lunch together. So if you've been, if you've been visiting with us for the last three months or so, you'd like to stay back, please do so. All right? Let's close, please. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, our Heavenly Father, and the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with each of us always. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. We trust this message was a blessing to you. For more free resources, including sermons, sermon notes, and books, please visit apcwo.org. For information on APC Bible College in Bangalore, visit apcbiblecollege.org. Do remember to download the All People's Church Bangalore app from the Apple or Google Play Store.